You don't want facts. You don't want to hear another side. Rather sit back and be mad. You don't want to humanize anybody with a different view. Let him be a given many kind of past. You don't want this. You don't want that. You don't want Welcome, to Chad. Chad Baird. How long have we known each other now? Let's see. You walked in the gym. When I was in, fat. When you... <laughs> I don't think you were fat. Oh, I was fat. I was you, telling someone that you're a bigger guy. I was telling someone today, like when I'd smile back then, you know those little booted dolls. Yeah, and when they're like the cheeks, that was me <laughs> back then. I was Buddha Alex. Yeah, it was I think, great. I think at the time you were a firefighter. Right after I was a firefighter because I hurt my knee. Okay, that's right. So yeah, so, yeah. You it was two thousand and thirteen, twelve or twelve. Okay, two thousand twelve. So ten years. Isn't that crazy? We've known each other that long. Yeah, you know, it's been a lot of a lot of good times. It has but yeah. been fun. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you came in. You did the workout. You had moved from Salt Lake, and you told me you wanted to be a trainer. Oh yeah, and I was still fat, and you <laughs> laughed at me. You You're like, okay. <laughs> no, I, I said, cool. I, you know, no judgment. And uh, what happened? You I became a trainer became like a trainer. six months after. Talk about like manifestation. Right? Yeah. Well, I knew that was the only thing that was going to keep me going. Yeah. Yeah, and it did. I was selfish. I needed Man. I needed that that discipline to, hey, if I'm going to train, I got to get in shape. And that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah, and it all happened. Yeah. We had some good times. We still do. We still I was, do. I was talking to, to Drew the other day about some of those afternoon workouts we do. Remember oh, the little noon? kitchen we had in there? Yeah. We'd work out. We'd, <laughs> we'd beat the shit out of ourselves. And then we'd make chicken. Yeah, and we bullshit yeah. eat chicken, that and that's when that's when we didn't do anything for a living. Yeah, <laughs> we were building ourselves. Right? We were. I mean, we were building our our physical and mental toughness. Yeah, back then, I think that was well. That's why beneficial. I wanted. That's why I wanted to have you on talk fitness. Yeah, and the importance of it. So, tell us a little bit about you. See, I'm a father of four boys. Okay, and one girl, a husband to a cancer survivor. Okay, a badass chica. She is, Ashley. Yes. And I run a gym called Zion Training Center, which we do CrossFit and we do Olympic lifting and we get people fit. Okay. So been doing that for, let's see, 10 years, 12 years now. And also I do marketing. What type of marketing? Uh, you name it. If you can put a label on it, I'll, I'll help you push it. So anything from digital to print to leads. How long have you been doing that? Uh, probably 20, 20 plus years. Let's see, since 99. Okay. That's a long, a long time. time. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time. That's old enough to be a, an expert at it. I right? forget you're an old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome, bud. <laughs> Hopefully I don't look that old, but yeah. You don't, man. You're right behind me. I know I am. It's coming up. I just turned 41. Yeah. I don't feel it, though. Making it look good, dude. I don't, I don't feel it. It's the fitness, right? It is. The fitness side of it, that's what keeps you young. That's the... Why is fitness important to you? Um, I think... F- First and foremost is so that you can stay out of the rest home, right? As, yeah. you, as you do get older. Um, and also for mental fortitude, right? To me, it's the three things that are most important. And the first thing is the physical. The second is the mental, right? So when you're, when you're physically fit and you're feeling good and you're pushing yourself in the gym, you have to have some mental toughness to keep going. Oh, yeah. And that mental toughness fights things, you know, like depression. And, and, you know, you get the dopamine and the serotonin. You get all that going when you're working out. And when you're physically fit and you're mentally fit, there's another aspect that comes into that, in my opinion, and that's spiritual, right? Like you're you're just in line. You're just in tune. Everything's functioning and working. You know, you have a connection with you as a whole. So yeah. So I think that's why, it, to me, it's the most important thing is, is getting yourself to that spot to where you can progress in all areas. And why CrossFit? You know, you always hear that that whole notion that it's a cult and like it's yeah. bad for you. I mean, you've heard it all. I hear yeah. it all the time too. Don't worry. It is but a cult. <laughs> it is, and I fucking love the cult. I mean, I'm proud to be a member. Yeah, of it. right. I mean, you you told me that once. You're like it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you've said that to me. Same thing. It's changed my life, and I think only because it's never boring. It's always yeah. challenging. It's constantly varied. Not right. Isn't that what I they mean, say? That's exactly right. That's the. <laughs> That's the that's the thing. I remember the first time I did a CrossFit workout. I was 35 years old, I believe. Okay. I thought I was in shape at the time. I thought, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. I've always done fitness from the time I was in high school, even when I was in middle school. Love, love just working out. And the workout was fight gone bad. Hmm. And what that is, it's a minute on five or four movements with a minute rest. 
And so I'm not like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but I'll try it. Right? Okay, so we did it. It left me on the floor in a pile of blood and sweat. Well, not blood, but basically <laughs> I felt like I was bleeding. It destroyed me. Yeah. And I'm like, that was so dumb. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> right? So I think that the reason CrossFit is because it always challenges you. Well, and I think it goes back to what you were saying before, that you are your only competition when it comes to CrossFit, in right. my eyes. Right. I mean, where else can you go? It's prescribed, the workout, so you don't have to think. You go in. You do the workout, and you are your competition. You have to push yourself through that workout. To finish Fight Gone Bad, that's a hard-ass workout. It's one of my favorite workouts, right, too. Right. But to finish it, it's all up to you. Nobody else but you. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about it. It's like you can actually go and progress and win. That's why I fell in love with it. It changed my life. It helped me through that depression. Yeah. Because it was the one thing I knew I could go accomplish. Yeah, you, you win the day, mm -hmm. right? The first thing is showing up. Yeah. And that's half the battle. But then you show up and you okay, got do the workout. And then you feel like, man, I accomplished this this great thing. And from there, it's just battle after little battle is won. And every day you come back for more. Yeah. And so, for example, with Fight Gone Bad, say with the push presses in a minute, you did 10. Well, the next time, you 15. it's against me and I'm going to do 15. I'm going to yep. beat what I did before. And, uh, you know, and, and that never ends. So. No. No. Well... When you get older, I'm sorry, we're not going to go lift 350 pounds yeah. over our head anymore. Right. But I that, mean, we could, but we well, might why? break us. Why? Exactly. Right? Because then at this point, it's like managing the volume and, and thinking the longevity now. So you change that mindset where we're not going. Although well, it, it's really fun to reminisce back, back in the day when we're push pressing oh, good, 250 pounds. Good and times. That was so much fun. Well, even, even uh, like the overhead squats that were insane. Oh, like two, we did, right? 200, 270 pounds or whatever. Uh, I think you did more than that. But I don't remember. You're, you're a monster. You, this, this guy's on, on the barbell. You're, you're like, I nicknamed him Hulk. And we have a few bars in the gym that were bent and it was because of you. Right? <laughs> this was the deadlift yeah. back squat. We still have those bars. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But it's, it's good stuff. But yeah, oh, I love it. I love it, man. Well, awesome. So you've owned the gym 12 years now. To walk us through the progression of owning the CrossFit gym and seeing the transition in people and like what that's done for you in your life. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. There's there's so much into that where there's different types of athletes, right? There's extreme athletes. There's very good athletes that are just gifted. They mm -hmm. come in the gym. Those guys are awesome, and you aspire you aspire to be that. What's the most impressive is when you see somebody come in the gym that they're, they're defeated already, like, and, and they may be overweight or they may have some other issues going on. And you put them through the program and you see their countenance change. They gain confidence. They have strength. They're, the light about them just it emanates. That right there is what makes it all worth it, right? Like, you impact people. Yeah, you, you change their life. Yeah. And and to be part of that process with them, that's a bonding moment. That strengthens, you know, relationships. It helps them not just inside the gym, but outside the gym with that with that confidence, with that mental strength, with you know, with, with everything that encompasses that training, it just bleeds out into their life. So that, that right there is I think the the most rewarding of the gym. Um, and then also just the, the culture or the cult, the culture. I like that. the family. It's a true, I, we call it the CrossFit family design, design family. And it's a reason why it's like that. Right. Yeah. yeah we're definitely. all in, it, we're all in it together. Yes. We, co we compete, we have fun, but just showing up yeah. is winning the battle. Like you said, well, and it's like-minded people, right? So it's like a group think mm -hmm. everybody's kind of, you know, you're, Everybody's positive, and that's just going to spill out all over the place. And honestly, got to give kudos to you for creating that culture. Because if it wasn't for a good leader, you wouldn't have that kind of culture in place. So kudos to you, man. Oh, thank you. Because oh. when I don't show up for a week, I get the text, where the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a good leader. That's, that's called accountability. And that's, I mean, where else can you go in a gym culture and get that kind of accountability? 
Well, and I think it's because, like, and, and I'm not the only one that does that, right? Like, no. Even members. Yeah. Like, say in the 6 a.m. or the 5 a.m. or well, class and someone's not there for four days, someone in the class will text them as well. Right? And it just shows that you really care. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to is those personal relationships that you've built. It's like, hey, where's, you know, where's Alex today? <laughs> Oh, I'm on my boat. Uh, screw the boat. Get in it. Oh, man. You look like shit on your boat. You got to come work out. <laughs> yeah. So so that's, I think that's w- one of the greatest things that we've created in, in the gym is that. Yeah. And talk a little bit about you're on a crazy ass diet right now. Yeah. Talk, talk about, it's not just about working out. We all know. We all know it. I mean, we all hear it all the time. You're going to get abs off your diet. You're going to lose the weight by what you eat. It's only working out is only half the battle. Right. Right. So talk us through the importance of nutrition and not eating donuts like I love and stuff hey, like that. Hey, first of all, like nothing wrong with that. Oh, you no. One, once in a while. Right? I, I ate one yesterday. Yeah, there you go. There you so go. We're not having one right now. So that's all that matters, right? Like I should have had one. Or <laughs> <laughs> the donuts. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, so that, that, part of it but part of the fitness journey is the hardest part mm-hmm. right and you know i watched you do um do a, a cycle and have drastic changes and you've been in the gym for a long long time same thing with a bunch of other members that have gone through the gym and like hey nothing's changing anymore so when you first work out you're shocking your body so you're going to see some tra- changes quickly and then after that, it's like, okay, now what? Well, you got to shock your body. Let's change your diet. You get on a plateau. Yeah. And there's just but there's all kinds of different regimens out there, right? Um, but that part is the percentage of push that you need to basically make the, all the difference. Yeah. So um, you mentioned my crazy diet. Yeah. Um, kudos to Thomas DeLauer. If you don't know him... Get on and check him out. Like he's I think you am- sent me the video. I've yet to watch it though. Yeah, he, he's amazing. He came to he dropped in the gym probably three months ago, two and a half months ago. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And yeah, he came he came to the gym. He's good friends with uh, Dave Castro, and so uh, I you know I saw him and I'm like, oh, that's I go starstruck, you know. <laughs> so I started picking his brain, and uh, he he had the Liver King on one of his podcasts. And, you know, I, I kind of liked the Liver King. I was, like, checking him out. And, like, you know, this guy's crazy. Yeah. You know, at first, I'm like, oh, weird, right? But some of the stuff he talks about is really cool. And the intermittent fasting part of it was, like, intriguing. And I've done some intermittent fasting. I've done the 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 16-8. Yeah. And it just wasn't working for me anymore. And, uh, you know, I have this little tire right here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little BMX tire. It's not. It's not too big, but just there. Mine's off. We all got it, right? Oh yeah. Well, when we get up into the in, into the forties, oh, your body, your whole Our metabolism changes, right? Oh, wh- hardcore. Everything changes. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the the monster in the rhesus that you had every day now starts packing on. So it's turning that BMX tire into a freaking monster truck. truck tire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, long story short, um, he referred me to one of his podcasts, which is the 24 or 21, three. And what that is, you fast for that amount of time, 20 hours or 21 hours and you work out fasted. So inside of that, and, and there's way more details, right? This is like an hour long podcast, but I'll just give you kind of the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, you can have some coffee, tea or zero calorie like energy drink like a goat yeah like maybe a goat (laughs) and you know to help you sustain that energy Mm -hmm. and then you can have water all you want throughout that day the hardest thing is though working out fasted amazingly difficult yeah you have no energy zero you like almost pass out i mean you've probably seen me in there a few times well you've stopped a couple times going i can't do this can't figure you can't Mm -hmm. finish it right and um, so what happens, though, here's where the magic happens in that fasting is your body's looking for fuel in the food resource that you ate. Well, you didn't eat. So now what happens is that body, your body is going to look for f- fuel in the fat reserves. And you can fill the switch. Like you absolutely can fill. Oh, I have some energy now. Really? 
Yeah, and it's pretty cool because then you're like, you, you know, you go and you work out. It doesn't happen all the time. I'm pretty sure I can get a lot of energy. You could go for a long time. Yeah. Both of us can, right? We have a little <laughs> bit to give. So um, I've been doing that for two and a half months. Okay. Right? So down 20 pounds. Dang. I do my scans. You do look, you do look good. Thank you. And um, I am down 6% body fat. Really? Yeah. So definitely works. Not sure how long I'm going to stay on it. I have a goal percentage that I want to be at. So I think I'll hit that in another So, month. So to walk us through, you're on this and you say you don't want to stay on it that long. I mean, it's not sustainable. You can't do this for long. But how can you sustain it where you don't pack the weight back on? Yeah, good question. You know so, what I'm saying? Yep. So, so that's where that, we didn't talk about the 80-20, but that's where 80-20 kind of comes in to where it's, you know, say the donut that we just talked about. Like, man, it's Friday. Who gives a fuck? I've eaten good all week. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been so strict. Man, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a monster and a donut today. Yeah. Right? It's not every day, but that's kind of like a little reward, right? That's my little vice. Yeah. It's going to help me look forward to. Enjoy life. Enjoying life, right? Or you're going to go to a party. I'm not going to pack my little Ziploc baggie with my nuts <laughs> and my little, you know, bag with all my food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Right? So so you have to reward yourself. So I like to say it's like I earned this so I could do this, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with this fasting. It's like when you get done with that fast, one thing I forgot to mention on that is he recommends having a maybe 400 calorie meal to break your fast, which is lean and, and that's all really of that's lean. lean protein. But you look forward to that. And then when you actually get done with that, I worked my ass off today. I worked out. I fasted all day. I earned this meal. Like it, it makes you appreciate the like food, the food, yeah, right. And what you're doing. So, so to sustain that, like, I mean, how long can I sustain that? I think another month. Right, so I have a goal, and I'm looking forward to getting off of it. When you get off of that, don't throw it all away. No, stay on a stay on a strict plan, but then have your little little party vices. You're eighty twenty. You're eighty twenty. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So that's cool, man. I'm not, I I I'm intrigued. I think I'm going to do it. Let's do it. I really am. I think I need to get. I, I don't think I do need to do, do it. Something. Start start it with me. And, and you work out at 4.30 with me. Yeah. We'll suffer today. together. I'll be sitting on the floor together. I have no energy. <laughs> oh, there it comes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, well, sweet, man. So talk to us. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. I guess. Yeah, well, I mean. Well, I like, I, I like. Uh, you don't work for anybody like but yourself. I like working for myself. Yeah. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. I like you holding businesses. myself accountable. You, yeah. you You've, uh, well, Ashley hold you accountable. Ashley that's, does. Yeah, come on. That's true. I mean, come You're on. Right. I, I know you. You know me too. I well. know you way too well. Without Ashley, You'd my world fucked. would crumble. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, speak about that a little bit. Ashley, she's been through a lot. I mean, let's go family. Let's let's yeah. pivot a little bit. Talk to us a little bit. I mean, you guys gone through your, your struggles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, has any married couple not? Oh, we, me I and Keisha. Part of it, right? I love her, but sometimes it's hey, hard. It's hard. It's right? hard. And it's something you have to work on every single day. And if you're not, you know, it's actually really funny. I've been working with my, because I'm, I'm a firm believer in coach, you know, get a coach. If yep. you don't have a coach, Got a health a coach. coach, mindset coach, get a coach. I have a coach. Yeah, everybody. Everybody should have a coach in their life. And one thing my coach said, I actually have it right here, so I always remember it. Treat home life like you do your business. Right. And that's something that I always forget. Like when you're going to the gym, you treat your members a certain way. You build rapport with them. You're building, you're, you're, you're there, you're encouraging. And oftentimes you go home and all that goes out the window. Right. And the, I mean, we're in relationship businesses. Why do we differentiate them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that was an off topic, but that's something that like relationships are hard, but just changing that has helped me a lot. Just like thinking, wait, I treat other people better than I treat my own wife. Dude, you're a dumbass. 
you know, do uh, better, well, you know? Anyway, and, but talk to us a little bit about Ashley. Like, yeah. you, you said she's a cancer survivor. Do yeah, you yeah, yeah. talking so, about that a little bit? No, no, no problem. I'll, I'll go into a little bit. So, um, so Ashley, just, just to give you a little backstory, Ashley and I are high school sweethearts. So I met her when I was um, 15 years old, 14 years old, on a motorcycle, right? So okay. I, lived, I grew up in a small town. So she's a tough girl, right? She's a farm girl. Yeah. And uh, what what attracted me to her was just the fact that that, that she was one of the dudes, right? Yeah. But she was feminine. It's like she was, you know, she's a cool girl. Um, she couldn't get rid of me, so we got married. Um, you know, there's a lot there, but anyway, <laughs> we, we've been married for, God, how many years was it? She got cancer in 2011. We married in 96, so... She was young. 14 years into our marriage or so. Yeah, she's young. She's, you know, 30, 34, 33 years old, 34 years old. That doesn't happen often at no, that age. No, So, So, you know, if anyone's interested in, like, seeing the whole story, there's actually a movie on YouTube called Fighting to Survive. There and, is? Uh-huh. Why yeah. did I not know about that? Uh, well, my, my really good friend and cousin did a documentary, did a movie on it um, mm-hmm. after the fact. And gotcha. uh, so it's, it's pretty cool, but it details the whole, the whole thing. And there's, there's a lot there. But long story short, she, she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. It was metastatic, so it had gone, it had gone invasive. It had gone outside mm-hmm. the breast, had gone to her lymph nodes and her mediastine. So when we got the diagnosis, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. What does that mean? And basically, it was the worst news we could hear. It's like, you have 18 months to survive, to live. We may not do a chemo, might not work. And go live your life. Go live your life. So that was like, wow. Right? What do you do? Like, how, what was going through your mind? I mean, understand you had to be there for Ashley, but you. Yeah, so so the the crazy thing is. is, Because you had kids then. Yeah, we had four, all all five of our kids actually. Yeah. Teeny. But I you still, you had all five kids. Yeah, so when you hear that news, you got, everything starts churning in your brain. And the first thing is like, I can't live without her. And yeah. she dies. Like, what? And so I, when the doctor told us this, I had to get out of my chair. I said, I'll be back. You know, I mean, we, we embraced each other and, you know, we, we hugged and stuff. And I went in the bathroom. I was trying to be as strong as I could for her. I went in the bathroom and I just melted. I just broke down, like completely broke down. Oh, yeah. And I looked up myself in the mirror and I said, I've got to, I've got to stand up here, pull it together and be strong. Yeah. Like this is going to be hell. I don't know what the future holds, but I've got to be that strong guy. And I don't know how to. This well, is something I don't know what to do. But that's okay. You didn't know how. Right. But at the time you're like, you know, guys, we're, we're at the helm, right? Yeah. You want to fix stuff. We're driving it. We're fixing it. We're, it's breaking. We're fixing it. We're in control. Yeah. Holy shit, I wasn't in control now. Yeah, and you never can be right. in that situation. So um, basically what I did at that point, um, you know, we, we we went through chemo. And I say we because I went to every appointment with her. I went to every chemo uh, session with her. I fell asleep a lot. She always <laughs> talks about that. She laughed. She's like, you were there, but you were sleeping. Dude, you fell asleep at the freaking red light. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started with that. There was a lot that. going on. You saw, you witnessed. Right? I did. I'd be on the phone and I'd like nod off. Oh man, I'm tired. That was bad. I'm tired. Yeah. But um, basically I turned it over. I mean, and not, not to get like, because religious and spiritual is different things. And totally. not to get re- spiritual, I turned it over to God. And I said, "Listen, God, I'm, I need help. I, I mean, here you go. If, yeah. if if there's if there's a chance that you can keep her here, let's 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 figure that out. However, that is right, because I can't live without her. Like I, like my kids is like I think about there's marriages, there's you know my daughter's prom, there's like everything goes through your head, and then it's like, well, what's going to happen if she if she dies? Yeah. Right? Like what what do I do?" And, and so we battled through that. We went, we even went as far as like planning her funeral. Like how, how would that look? You right? did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like where would she be buried? You know, it would be in our hometown of Grantsville. 
And so, but, but basically, I mean, that battle went on. She, she had chemo for two and a half years and devastating side effects still to this day. Yeah. But she's here. She's here. Like miraculously. And uh, it's a miracle from God. She's here. Well, she, she beat it. Well, walk us through. You didn't just go through traditional chemo. Like you went outside and went outside of Western medicine and you went to holistic style. Right. And I think that was the game changer. Yeah, if I'm so, not mistaken. So yeah, you're right. So, so the interesting thing is when, when this happened, you have, you have so many people come to you that want to help. And that's, what's cool is you're like, wow, you really, Whoa. people care. Talk about the gym, the gym, like the gym was a s- saving grace for us because mm-hmm. people just stepped up. Dude, that gives me like, chills. Just thinking how, about it. How can we help? Yeah. Like, fundraisers all over the place, right? Because just the chemo, it was called a Vastin. Just the chemo vial was $12,000 per dose. And it's like insurance is covering that because it's a trial. Yeah. So how are we going to pay for that? And at that point, like, I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's millions. Just, just get a tour. It. Yeah. Right? Then we're like, oh, well, there's all these other alternatives. Like, wow, let's try a full alkaline diet. No acidics at all. Let's try an herbal that. So we went, so Ashley found this, she found this doctor, this Chinese doctor out of Florida. And um, he prescribed her some, some tea. Yeah. So we're, we're, this tea was like, I looked at the ingredients and it had like bark in it. Young beetle. I mean, it was weird, (laughs) you know, but it was all natural. It was all from the earth. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Dr. Wong, and he actually has a practice. Yeah. And so, anyway, we we tried everything, Mm -hmm. everything under the sun. I mean, if we hadn't done the chemo, though, I do need to say this. I know if we hadn't done the chemo, I don't I don't think she would have made it. Cause, but as strong as she was, they they gave her the strongest thing possible. And in in the doctor's words, we're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Yeah, we want we want to do. And and this one doctor was was awesome enough to just say, we're going to try it. The yeah. cancer board actually looked at it, and they're like, yeah, I don't think it's anything's going to work. So there's an so, actual board for cancer. Yeah, to yeah, actually they, get treatment or not, they they evaluate. Really? Your, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, they evaluate your status when it's that severe. Yeah. Right? Anyway, um, so so we tried everything. But ultimately, when it comes right down to it, there were so many people praying and positive vibes. And, you know, I'd have people stop at the gym just randomly that weren't members of the gym, that were friends, and just come and say, hey, I prayed for you today. That's like, cool. Like, I, I hope things turn out okay. And just all that positive affirmation, you know, gives you the strength to, like, okay, I can do this. I have this army behind me, right, behind our family. And, <clears throat> yeah, here we are. How long? I mean, what is that, nine years later? No, it's, uh, it's ten. Ten years later. Yeah. Ten years later, she's still... Healthy is in she is, total remission. She's in remission. Yeah, she's she's great. I, I think it goes a lot to say as well, like her will to look. I'm I'm going to be alive. I'm here. Yeah, because you see people, and we all have heard the stories when when people get that kind of news, they give up and they just stop and they just say goodbye. Yeah. And within like two weeks, they're dead. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they lose that fight. They do. Or the will. And and one, one thing when we were doing the documentary, um, Daniel, my cousin, he said, what, what should we call this? And she said, fighting to survive, because that's what I'm doing. And still, I mean, to this day. it rings true, right? Because there's so much going on still, like just the after effects of the, of the chemo, you know, that she's dealing with. But she, she doesn't complain. No. You never know when she's... She's hurting her backs. Like she's that. the happiest person I know. So awesome. She's the light. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, and I don't think we'll ever be able to experience that where you get so close, basically, literally on your deathbed. Yeah. Going, hey, you've got a time limit. Someone put a time limit on her life saying, you got 18 months. 
Yeah. What are you going to do? Jeez. I mean, yeah. think about that news. That yeah. would be so hard. Oh, not I could see where you're coming from, like on your side. Like I don't want to lose my wife, but it's not you. Yeah, it's her. Yeah, you know. Well, and and and, and that, to still have that fight and still fight. Yeah, still want to like. No, I'm going to be here for my kids. Yeah, no, you you ain't telling me that. Yeah, right. I Bullshit. Mean, I'm going. I'm I'm prove you wrong. Yeah, and it's I, that will to survive. Yeah. It's that I, I, it's crazy to think about. All things come full circle, right? It's like the little things you would worry about are so trivial, but they're like, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't even matter yeah. in the grand scheme of like the whole picture, right? And it's who you surround yourself with, too. I think you bring up a good point where you had people coming out of the woodwork, giving you positive energy, giving you positive vibe. Energy is real. Oh, yeah. And where you put your focus, energy flows. And all those people, proximity to all these spiritual people that love you guys for who you are because of the impact you've made on their life. I mean, look at look at what it's done. Yeah. yeah so it's huge. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's a test it's a testament to like how you just said it, you surround yourself with people that basically think the same way and you're moving towards the same goal. Right? Yeah. That goal's gonna happen. And that's exactly what and obsessing over it. You yeah. start you obsessed on Ed Milet says this a lot. Make a choice and obsess over the result that it will happen. And trust the process that it will. You guys trust the process. You obsessed that no, you're you're fine. You already put it out there. No, you're you're good. You're gonna you're gonna get through this. Yeah. You obsessed over it. Yeah. You manifest it. Yeah. You manifest yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, cool cool uh cool story as you as we talk about it. But man, I wouldn't want to go through that again. Well no. no Who would? She, she and would. why but would she you? but if she had to? She knows she could do it. She could do it. And you know what's so important? You know, we understand like she went through a lot, but your perspective on it. Being that support and just being there no matter what. That's huge. Yeah, but what what else, what would you do though? Right, you you got it, right? You love. She's my wife. She's my best friend. Yeah. You know, it's like you 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 can't abandon her. Yeah. And and if you do, what a pansy of a man. Exactly. Right. Show it's, the fuck up. Yeah. Show up. Show up. Absolutely. Just like she needs to show up. I love it that you went to every single appointment. Oh yeah. Every single appointment. I may not have been there, a hundred percent mentally. <laughs> But mind you, I'd, I'd coach the gym's classes. I'd get up at 4.30, coach classes. And then one thing she always gets, she always brings up. It's like, I would call her at 9 o'clock when it was time. Like, are you going to come get me for chemo? <laughs> <laughs> I should have been going to get her. Yeah. But anyway, point is, we went through it together. Well, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. And how are you, how did you show up for your kids at that time? Um, cause I can we, only imagine what they were going through as well. That's, that's a hard one. Um, because you, you want to be honest with them mm-hmm. so they know what's going on, but you also don't want to scare the hell out of them, you know? So, Hey, mommy's dying. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right? That's especially how old were they at that time? Um, your youngest, I mean, Cambry, Cambry was, was two and I think my oldest, uh, was, 12, Kaysen, I believe. Yeah. So, yes. so 12, 10, 8, 6, 2, 8, or 8, no, sorry. Anyway, they were young. They were young. That's the point, right? Yeah. I do know all my kids' birthdays. are just. Are you sure? You're trying to have me do math. I graduated <laughs> from Grantsville High School. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, the, but the point is they were, they were tiny and they understood, though, that they could lose their mom. Right, but I didn't say she's gonna die. I said there's a possibility that she could, but we're gonna help her get through this. Good, that's awesome. Cage one time, Cage said, "Hey, when they, because they were doing surgery, taking out her her tumors, you know." And Cage is like, "Can you bring that home and 
we'll go outside and beat the crap out of it with a bat and a hammer. <laughs> oh, so that's that, awesome. So in their brains, right, that's just kind of how they fought it. So. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you have to be... You have to be honest and real with your kids to a certain extent, but you have to also instill protect hope them. and protect that that basically yeah, that, that hope that they have. Yeah. Don't destroy it. Say, Oh hey I love that. Mom's gonna die. Nothing we can do about it. Yeah. She's yeah. got cancer. It's not looking good. That's like the worst thing you could worst say. Worst thing you could say. Worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's honestly that would have been I think that would have been more hard than Going through the chemo with your, I mean, understand that, but like having that positive influence on your kid, kids while going through that, especially when they're so young. Yeah. yeah. Now they understand. Yeah. How do they? Right. And they you, know. You, you have to get on their level. Yeah. And and, and reason with them, but um, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Were but they there, understood it. Were there a lot of times that you sought out support? No. It's still going. Oh, is it? There it goes. I don't know. It was off. Wave. <laughs> did it? Did it not record any of that? I hope so. Well, this this one, this one is though, right? Yeah, and this is. Okay, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's, it's all audio. We can cut it. Anyway, down and everything. so what was your question? Sorry. No, like so, your support group. I mean, yes, you had to be there for Ashley, but that's not to say you didn't have support either. Like. I understood people came over to you, but who did you seek after? Who did who did you go to when you needed that shoulder to lean on? Yeah, yeah. So twofold. Um, the support group was the gym, my brothers, my family, people that surrounded me. Um, that that was that's what got me up and out of like that fear zone, right? As far as you know, who did I rely on and who helped me? There's multiple, multiple people, right? Both my brothers, my cousin, um, my, my, both my fathers. I can have, you know, a dad yeah. and a stepdad. Um, and, and it was, it was different people at different times. It was almost like I was thinking, you know, of something that I need help with and that person would show up. Yeah. So it was putting it out there, right? Energy where yeah, focus yeah. goes, energy flows. Yes, exactly. And and they'd show up just like that story, like, you know, I was asking why. I'm like, why the hell? Why? Why did this happen? Right? And uh one morning at the gym, a guy who's not even a member of the gym, he shows up and he comes up to me, he's like, I just wanted to come and say hi and say, You signed up for this. You signed up for this. Yeah, that's powerful. And you can do this. And I'm like, wow. It's that whole notion that life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Right. Ever heard that before? Yeah. And when we live a life where we, we feel it's happening to us, we react. And that's the worst thing you can do is react to life. Whereas if you understand and, and live that life, hey, this is happening for you, you anticipate and you work to grow. And I had to switch that mindset because I lived my life 10 years. I mean, with the support group and everything, why is this all happening to me? Why? Yeah. Why? And you have, and you react to that. And nine times out of 10, re when you react, you go to the negative. And you think, well, I should have done this. I should have done that. And you start shooting all over yourself. You know, shitting and shitting, right? shitting and shitting all over yourself. <laughs> Whereas if you truly understood, no, this is happening for you for a reason. Yeah. You signed up for this. That's powerful, man. When he came in and said that you signed up for this, you're like, shut the fuck up. No, I didn't. But in all reality, you did because you, the creator, God, whatever, you know, I don't want to put it out there. I truly believe in God. Absolutely. God knows your strengths. He knows you better than you know you. Yeah. He knows that you can get through it and that you have the ability to, but it's up to you to actually get through it. Yeah. You said it. It's the mind. It was that, it was that shift. It was that mindset of, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I did and I can. And you are. Right. 
you're being present every single day going through that. I mean, really think about it. Did you focus on the future? Did I focus on the future? Absolutely. But you still, but, but, but you still I, but I lived focused on the now you still lived in the present, right? You understood and you had that vision of, Hey, no, she's going to be here. And you focused on the now and you didn't dwell on the, the news yeah. that, Oh man, why, why, why? Yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't focus on the diagnosis, mm-hmm. and that's a great point. Is we lived in the now. It's like we appreciated right now. He like, didn't know if tomorrow was going to come. We have no idea what's going to happen. Therefore, guess what? I, I love now mm-hmm. and everything that's happening now. I'm wholly engaged, a hundred percent, with my kids, with my wife, with the gym, with. Whatever you're doing at that point, I was engaged. And that, that shift, that was a great shift in my life, is being able to just be engaged. How has that impacted you in business? Um, it's made me way more, way more successful, way more transparent. Okay. Right? What do you mean? Um, you know, because we, we, you know, you heard the saying, fake it until you make it. I don't like that saying. I don't personally. either. I think it's fucking stupid. I, I don't like it because. What are you faking? You're faking success? You can't fake success. Are you faking how you are as a person? Yeah. It, it, it made me become like so, so more transparent and more vulnerable. Like, hey, these are my weaknesses. And expose those weaknesses. Because when you do that, you become stronger. Things come into your life that help that weakness Become a strength. You know, you bring up a good point too when you talk about vulnerability. So many people associate vulnerability with weakness. But in all reality, vulnerability is the most courageous thing you can have and do because you're open to change. That's your body, your intuition, your now, your knowing right here. You know, that 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 intuition saying, Look, you need to change, you need to accept this weakness or whatever's going on. And you need to have the courage to trust yourself that you can actually get yourself through it. Yeah. So I hate it when people say, oh, you're vulnerable, you're weak. Bullshit, you're strong. If you're vulnerable in your life, that is the most strongest point I truly believe that you could be. Yeah. Because you're open to change. You're open to growth. Right. You're starting that path of being uncomfortable. And how uncomfortable do we have to be every single day to grow? If If you're not uncomfortable... Yeah, you're not growing. You're I think I think comfort is a weakness or a thing that shouldn't you shouldn't be comfortable. No, it's it conforms. I mean, go back to CrossFit. Are you comfortable doing fight gone bad? Oh no, fucking sucks. It hurts, but you said it yourself. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah, we're like morbid up here. Yeah, to we're think about crazy, that. Stupid. It we? is like I'm gonna lift a barbell over my head at 315 pounds why the fuck would you... well let's do it again tomorrow let's go it's back and so do it again. uncomfortable but that's where you grow yeah that's, that's the, where your muscles grow that's the transcendent zone right that's like the zone of like when you're uncomfortable and you're stressing and you're causing yourself to be pushed that's where growth happens that's mm. where that's where you become i hate to say that's the best version of yourself no that's growing towards that it's cliche but but that's that's what happens i don't think it's cliche because you currently are who you are today from who you were yesterday you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so if you want to become a better human being and become the better version of yourself you have to get uncomfortable right you have to like they say it all the time in, I've heard it said, your income is equivalent to who you are today. So if you want to earn more, become more. Become more. Yeah. It has nothing to do with effort. It has nothing to do with, with um, getting a better strategy in business or anything like that. It has nothing to do. You can have the best strategy, the best opportunity put in place. You can have everything set up. I don't care. You can have the most ideal perfect business but if you're not there mentally if your mindset is not in check will that happen no no mindset has to come first it doesn't matter in in anything in life i mean how many people show up to the gym 
and they think it's going to be a quick fix, they start working out and you don't see them ever again. Yeah. Yes. Because their mindset is not there. Yep. Yeah. You got you to gotta show up every day, right? <clears throat> and you got to be comfortable every day. I have a picture in my office. You've probably seen it. It's a, it's a baby bird oh, yeah. egg. And the bird's busting out of it and struggling, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot to that. Um, and I use that a lot. To, so an example is that bird's struggling. As, as a parent, when your kids struggle... You want to help them, right? But you think you, it's the best thing for them. I'm going to help them. That's the suffer. worst thing you can do is let them suffer, let them fail, let them go through that because that struggle is the growth. That teaches them through compassion. Right. I mean, empathize with them, be there. But I think that's what's wrong with society right now and the generation that's coming up. Amen. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hit that point. I don't give a shit. Like how we're trying to control all everybody's emotions. Oh no, you got offended. Who gives a fuck if you're offended? Grow yeah. the fuck up. Right. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. like, don't get me started on that. No, no, I think we should actually. I think that's I mean, a great topic uh, because I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, there's a saying, right? There's there's a saying, and it goes: um, helicopters hover, lawnmowers mow. I can't remember the hell the rest of it is. <laughs> but basically what it means is. <laughs> I was like intrigued. Oh, like, my hell. I've never I heard this. Oh my this gosh. is good. But so, so for a parent, right? Yeah. Helicopter parents. That was back, you know, that was gener- uh, the, millennial, the millennials. Yeah. Right? And which is our kids. Yeah. And we hovered. Like, they're going to football practice. I'm not a coach, but I'm hovering. Mm-hmm. That, it's okay to go and watch, right? That's I'm not saying that, but, but you're starting, there. you're hovering, you're there. Then you start helping because oh, he didn't make the football team. Oh no, I got to give him a I participate. Gotta, I got to go talk to the coach. Say what the hell's wrong with you? Or yeah, or give him a little trophy. Oh, you tried out. Good job. Right. So now <laughs> today though, it's even worse. Oh yeah, it's mowing down their problems. They're not even having a struggle anymore. They just mow it right down. It's the easiest path that you can get. And now you're faced with like when 21-year-old has a struggle. They he don't know what the hell to do. And they want instant gratification, instant results because of these damn things right here. Yep. They can get online and see anything and everything, boom, right then. It is the worst thing. People associate happiness with insta gratification. Yeah. And insta, like everything is like immediate. I'm sorry, if you want true happiness, first and foremost, it's a choice. You got to choose to be happy. And second, it comes from delayed gratification. Yeah. When was the, when, when did every, anything positive that truly influenced you happen immediately? It came over time. It always has to come always. over time. Always. Yeah. It's a principle. You can't, you can't deny that. You can't yeah. get around that. But yet look at society. Yeah. It has to be instant. How do you fix that? That's a good question. Honestly, I don't think there is a a, a true fix yet. I, I think I think our culture has gotten to a point where it's doing stuff like this. Yeah, is talking about it, being aware of it, and it starts in our own house. Amen. It starts. Say that. It starts where we can make the impact. In our house, in our gyms, in our businesses, who we coach. And it starts from there, and we aspire other people to become leaders as well. We don't need more salespeople. We don't need more business owners in this world. We need leaders. And what's a leader? What's a good leader? A good leader is someone who steps up when basically no one else will and they don't want to. Yeah. that's. But they do it. Exactly. They step up. For me, a good leader is someone that sees value in other people that they can't see yet, number one. Right. Number two is you help other people make tough decisions. A leader is helping people make tough decisions. They, they have struggles. I have two examples, and they're extreme. Martin Luther King. Did he help people make tough decisions? Oh, yeah. Did he instill value in people that they didn't see in themselves? 
Oh, yeah. For good. Absolutely. Take Hitler. Total extreme. However, did he help people make tough decisions? Did it, it was horrible I, decisions. I, I, I don't. But you get what I'm saying. I do, I do, I do. And yeah, yeah. so you can use leadership you, as a bad as well. There's good leaders and bad leaders. There's good leaders right. and bad leaders is what I'm getting at. It's instilling these good leaders, these people with the good heart, these people with that have that belief system that, no, I am better. We are better as a human society. Like this political divide that we have in our country is awesome. so stupid right now yeah. that it's like, grow the fuck up. We're all Americans. Yep. We, still, we still live in the greatest country in the world, in my every, eyes. I 100% agree with you there. I am able to make a shit ton of money doing what I love to do and go do and buy what I want, when, how I want, still to this day. Yep. And who gives a shit? Like, don't get me wrong. Do we need changes in this world and society? Yeah, but we don't have to control people to do it. Yeah. Well... The saying is, is always, it rings true, is, is, is it's united we stand and divided we fall. And we're divided. Like, and we're falling. So bad right now. And look at what's happening. And, and that's where our weakness is, is, is there's two sides and now everybody's fighting against each other over stupid shit that doesn't, I mean, I shouldn't say it's stupid shit, but. No, it is stupid shit. But it's like America was basically, it was founded on immigration. I mean, people came to this country because it's the greatest country because it has freedom because we can, we can work hard. We can apply the principles and we can live the way we want. Just like you said, make as much money as you want and we have our rights. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but because we're so divided and fighting amongst each other, the people in power are doing whatever the hell they want. Where's that divide coming from? What do you mean? It had to start somewhere. I mean, it, it started from from two parties, right? Thinking this is the better party, this is the better party. Both parties are stupid, in my opinion. Well, I, I shouldn't say stupid because that's a hard word, but no, they are. But but it's dumb because do you think they realize what they're doing to this country? I hundred percent think they do. And, the people in charge do. Yes. And do you think that? They're just sitting up there laughing, going, ha, ha, ha. Or what, what do you think is going through their mind? That's what I don't understand. I, I don't is, know because you can you go down. A, saying, you can, yeah, you can go down a rabbit hole right here because it's like conspiracy theories all over the place, right? It's like, but here's what I think happen, is happening. Very select, a few people are in charge, mm-hmm. the elites, and they are controlling both sides of the spectrum, the liberals, the Republicans, the Democrats, whatever. And it's like they're feeding us all this little stuff that's going to trigger us to go further to this side, further to this side. Whereas none of that stuff really matters. Like everybody's in the middle. Like you and I. We're the ones suffering. Yeah, it's like. We are. I mean, if you really think about it, I I kind of look at it like this. And for me, this is my own little, it's not a conspiracy, but it's my you, you've all you've heard that saying, "Follow the money." Yeah. Look at any recession that's ever happened, or any downturn in an economy that's ever happened. Look at the transfer of wealth that happens in that recession. The biggest businesses that are ever built started in recessions. Right. Yep. Everything. Yeah. I mean, World War II coming after out of that. Follow the money. Follow the money. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with there is an unlimited supply of money with us in the middle, and it's a power grab yeah. of that money. Right. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. However, if you feed into that bullshit, you're going to get caught up in that bullshit. Which everybody is. Well, I'm not. Well, a lot of people are. <laughs> I, I don't remember so the what last do you time. Do? So what do you do? Do you head down and just focus on building your, you know your positivity in the world and building as much people around you to help combat that? Or do you get involved in politics to help sway opinions of people that are in the wrong thinking? I think for, again, I go back to starts in your own household. 
and you go out from there because if your house isn't solid, your foundation isn't solid, you have no leg to stand on. First yeah. and foremost, get your house in order. Get your house in order. Secondly, absolutely be the positive voice. Call people out on their bullshit, but do it with empathy. Do it with grace. Do it with compassion. Do it with no judgment. Yeah. Because you have different thoughts than I do. And that's okay. Right. You have different beliefs than I do. Guess what? I still it's love fine. you as a brother. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you're a Democrat, Republican. I don't care. Right. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go out there and say, and this is one thing that bugs the hell out of me. I have family members that are liberals. Yeah. Okay. Do I believe what they believe? No. But that doesn't mean I want them dead. No. That doesn't mean so I want to. That that doesn't mean I want to go get the mafia out on them or the militia, and that's the divide that I'm talking about. These that is so wrong. How do you combat that? I really don't know, but you can be a voice of positivity and gratitude. I think there needs to be more gratitude for the country we actually live in. Yeah, more than ever, use the power and the law of gratitude to your benefit. I mean. Dude. So you said it earlier, right? Like Martin Luther King. Be a leader. Be a leader. Be that person in it's, your group that stands up. And, and yeah, instill leadership in other people. Helps people realize their strengths. You're right? not born with leadership skills. You're developed. Leaders yeah. are developed. But you have to show people, if it wasn't for people in my life, the Chad Barrett's. The George Moore, uh, there's so many people I could see that have helped instill in me, no, dude, you're a good leader. You can coach. You're a good coach at CrossFit. I don't know how many times you actually said that. I was like, dude, I think I'm fucking up. You're like, no, no you're great, actually doing really good. Great coach. You connect with people. You want to coach some more? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sounds like you might need help. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I, I, no, but like it's, it's instilling that value that I didn't see that in myself, especially going through what I did in my life when I became a coach. Yeah. I thought I was a piece of shit. I was depressed. I mean, you don't know a lot of that story. I mean, I've, I've shared a little bit, but I tried to commit suicide in 2016. Hmm. Gun to my head hmm. and everything, bro. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it's like, I've been through some shit, but if it wasn't for people like you instilling that value that I didn't see in myself. Right. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be sitting. I wouldn't be sitting here. That's what we need more of is who can you go mentor and instill first start with your kids. If you can't get them, don't go outside. Don't go outside of them. You can't influence your own family. You're fucked. You got to work on that. (laughs) That's, that's a personal problem. Yeah. You know, but it's, and then it's, it's going from there going, okay, who can I impact? Who can I touch? And it's hard because there's that that whole notion of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. Like, I have that bad. Like, who am I to go out there and share my story and, and do stuff like this? Who's going to listen to me? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a multimillionaire influencer and all that kind of It's like, wait a second. I don't really give a shit what people think because I know if, if, I, can, if I only resonate with one person, it's a success. Yeah. Well, in that, in, in that realm, it's like... First of all, all that with the with you know a multimillionaire and influencer that shit doesn't matter. What matters is that you believe and have that confidence, and it emanates from you, mm-hmm. and people follow. Right? I mean, that's a true leader, right? Yeah, they want to be with you. Yeah. They want to follow you. They want to show up. You connected with them. It's relationships. Yeah, you're building honest genuine relationships. I think that's another problem that we have right now too, is look at the millennials, look at the children, look at the kids out there. Do they really know how to connect with somebody and actually communicate? Yeah. Here's, here's a story for you. You bring up a millennial needs a job. What do they do? They're they're going to go get a job. What happens? Dad, I need a job. Yeah. Or, (laughs) Hey, we, we, can I, we give me a number to text someone. Whatever, right? Yeah. So yesterday, in my office, at the gym, just working away, this kid, 19, 20 years old, walks through the door, and I'm like, what What the hell does the kid want? Yeah. Right? That's immediately what I'm thinking. Because I'm working, I'm just dialed, and 
And he's like, hi, can you have a second? I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up? So, I, you know, I, I looked at him and he's like, I have a resume right here and I wanted to talk to you about getting a job. That doesn't happen. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Did you hire him on the spot? Pretty much. No, I'm like, wow, dude. I said, well, first of all, Kudos. I'm Chad. Met him, you know, and he tells me his name. Yeah. And it's Hunter. And I'm like, dude, I'm really impressed by you first and foremost because you came through my door and asked for a job. You don't see that today. No. Right. So anyway, I get to know him and talking to him and he's he's looking at me in the eye and he's talking to me and he's confident and he's like, I'm like, your parents raised you right, bro. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'll what, see you tomorrow. What does he do? What does he want to do? He doesn't care. He just wants a job. He's like, I just want to work. You know? He says, I said, what do you, what's your goals? Right? He's like, well, I like to work out. I want to train. I like marketing. You know, he's naming everything. I'm like, you're, you're in the right place. <laughs> That's everything you do. You manifested this. You came in. You're in the right place. That's awesome. So I'll see you tomorrow at 3.30. So there we go. It's like that that's that's missing today. It is. That just showing up and having that, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. And that makes you grow. And because parents are mowing down all these problems, kids aren't doing that. No. And they don't know because they've got exactly what you said. They've got the text. Like when was the last time your daughter or your son actually called you? <laughs> uh Instead of text. Yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so you're better than mine. Mine no, actually, but, but, I make mine call my, call me. I yeah, make them. Yeah. Well, like, you, I'll text every once in a while, but I will call them. I, I am a, I'm a caller. Yeah. I call people. And that's, that's, that's good because that's missing today. It is. That's something that's the, the art of communication. Like, actually connecting and communicating is gone. I mean, look at business. How, how often do you have to communicate when you're, in a sales, like uh, I'm in real estate. Yeah, it's you, all communication. Every day, all communication. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't know how to do that, you can starve. Yeah. And you're it's done. and it's a learned trait too. Right. If you're not practicing, you're dying. Yeah. It's something you have to practice every single day, and it's it's missing. That's awesome, Hunter. I'm excited to meet him. Yeah. Pretty so, cool. Does he want to come work here? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I want him first because you don't get that a lot, right? Yeah, I can help him make more money, though. Yeah, you probably can. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get involved in the fitness industry, you're probably not going to make millions. Well, you'll... actually, let's talk about that because yeah. you've got some exciting news coming yes, out. Yes, I do, actually. Um, I've been building an app. Okay, tell us um, about it. It's called the Garage Wad. Your million-dollar app. Yes, it's a million-dollar app. It's going to go it. huge. That's why it's oh. taking a little bit to build. I'm buying it. So this happened when COVID hit. You know, two and two and a half was it? It's been two years, two and a half years. I don't know. That shit show, right? So, what happened at that point is like, okay, I got to find out how to build my presence online because everything's getting shut down. Yeah. And so I'm like working out in my garage with with my kids, and it's hot as shit. And I'm like, wow, we're doing a garage walk today. So then I just kind of spiraled into like I started posting them on thegaragewad.com and. People started like subscribing to these workouts, right? But it was on, it was on the internet, it wasn't on the phone. Yeah. And so I've been developing an app to where now it's going to be on the app store. Just and a monthly Google, subscription. It's a monthly thing. subscription. There's different tiers. It's for beginners, uh, and then it graduates into you can have macros done for you, and then you can have extreme workouts. You can go into you know other realms of fitness so you should have something on there that you can actually buy the equipment okay who's the equipment supplier we need to figure that you, out you know what i'm yeah. saying though yeah. if you want to take it to the extreme get your garage wad going sell equipment on it yeah well definitely apparel is well of course is going to be on there um but but yeah i'm excited to launch it I'm that's hoping, awesome i'm hoping i can get it launched by the first of august it's looking pretty close really to that yeah so so that'll be cool. Okay. And it's going to be on Apple, it's going to be Apple, Apple. Yeah, it'll be on all those. All, yeah. all platforms. Yeah, it's, it's getting uh, approved and published. And so that's cool, it's man. It's fun. And yeah. you write all, you, and that's another thing about Chad. You write and create all the workouts in the gym. Every one of them. I remember 
back way back when. Uh, what do you want to do today? <laughs> we were just text back and forth. Remember that? <laughs> I still ask that. I know you do. It'll be a Thursday. I'm like, how you guys feel? What do you want to do tomorrow? I've, I've no, still got all of them on my app, on it, my phone. It's been a journey and it's been fun. But um, yeah, the programming for the gym for me is a passion of mine. Like I love to sit down and say, okay, what can we do this week that we haven't done? And how do we feel? And what's going to make us stronger? And And then it just progressed into sessions eight week cycles and all kinds of strength training and, and, and now and that's all going to be on this app where you're going to get your programming i love your programming it's fun thank you and yeah. so do you have a not everybody says that they swear at me oh there's sometimes last friday you're yeah. a fucking asshole yeah that was bad oh my hell that was hard i didn't do that one i know of course it's always the hard ones that no, you're never there I was in, hey i would have done it but i was oh you always say that too camping you always say that too camping's worse <laughs> i was glamping in a cabin oh i'm sorry anyway so no man it's a that's a fun ride congrats yeah thank you should be good what Thumbs are your goals up. for it um my goals are to, to get a thousand subscribers um and then from there probably sell it really yeah sell it off right I shouldn't say that. Why not? But, Who gives a shit? But, you know, if I can build it up to as big as I can get it and manage it and then sell it and get it to where someone else can take it even bigger, awesome. If not, just keep rocking it. How much How much is the monthly fee on it? So it's $34 a month for the intro. Okay. And it, depending on what level you want to go to, if you want to get macros, it just tears up from there. Okay, cool. So. Yeah. I love it, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. It is good. It is good. I'm excited to see it. You can't you can't not come to the gym though. You still got to come to the gym. This is for people that don't have gyms or that want to do programming on their own in their gym or in their garage. Oh. So sorry. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've done all the workouts anyway. I know. Well, bud, I appreciate it. Any, any last thoughts or anything like that? I guess we'll wrap up. No, man, it's been it's been awesome. I Where can you have me? Where can people find you? Um, you can find us on CrossFitZion.com. Okay. That's our, our gym website. Um, BGMarketingTeam.com is my marketing company. Okay. And TheGarageWad.com. So there you go. All three of them. And guys, if you're ever in town, uh, drop in. Come yeah. To a, don't come to a CrossFit come, Wad Come to the us. 430 class with Alex and I. Yeah. And, it's fun. It's the best class. And watch us sweat and die and do it with us. I'm sitting on our ass because we're not eating anything because intermittent, intermittent fasting. <laughs> That's right. We're starting it. <laughs> we're doing it. Cool. Okay, Chad. Thank you, man. Thanks I appreciate so much. it. Love you, bro. Love you. Thank you. You don't want to hear another side. Rather sit back and be mad. You don't want to humanize anybody with a different view. Let it be a given many kind of past. You don't want this. You don't want that. You don't want to be cool. Try to bridge gaps. Life is a whole lot better when you don't gotta face yourself. You can blame it on white. You can blame it on black. Blame it on rich. You can blame it on fat. You can blame it on anybody but yourself.